0: I'll be honest with you the the darkest hour film wasn't going to be the most fascinating film I sort of thought about when I sort of seek out for world war 2 films I expect um well I mean w- ranging between the pianist and um Inglorious Bastards, which is immensely historically inaccurate. Oh god, I nearly dropped a right ball at then, didn't I? Um, so, yeah, it was um, to note about Darkest Tower, basically. I, I saw it twice, and I think I, I sort of changed within that. Well, I mean, one viewing was, I think, was when I was like 15? Um, and two years on, I saw it anyway, because it popped up on Netflix. And, yeah, I well, I mean,. I won't summarise it now, it won't be that short, but it will be a sort of short story, I mean a review, sorry, on the story. And uh, if you don't know about it, it's just the um, uh, the anecdote story of uh, well, Sir Winston Churchill uh, as Prime Minister during his time as a wartime leader during the second world war the early days of the second world war must i know it as well um and and that's when notably his leadership does shine through um and but yeah as i said i watched it two times and i i watched it the other one and um i do have to say i think it it aged a bit better like wine um it just sort of grew in me the 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 film um, and I, I thought, as as I said, it, I didn't think it was going to be as interesting because the, um, it's sort of based around the, the, the political side of it and the more personal side of it. Um, but there's a sort of relatability you find with, uh, well, Winston, really, drew Churchill. Um, and it, it's the... He didn't go in... the You know, the perception is almost that like he, he became a legend overnight. And um, as soon as he got the opportunity, as soon as the weak Ch- uh, Chamberlain, who's dying of cancer throughout the film, so I can't... You can't really... There's not much humiliation placed on him. Um, but rather sort of tragedy, because um, he's just sort of dying. Um, and noting on chamberlain he it starts out with the house of commons debate and the idea of grand coalition forms around the idea that they do not want chamberlain he's sort of in for like well i mean five minutes of the film as a prime 10 minutes at the tops as as prime minister in the film and then he he gets booted out and then churchill gets placed in as conservative leader, and the end of the grand coalition, which is another idea I just learnt about on the second time reading. There's a there's a lot I probably didn't um, know about until um, yeah, I really uh, researched myself. And so the grand, grand coalition was obviously I think it was Clement Attlee and um, the rest of the conservative government who were already in power. And they sort of needed that majority through to pull important bills about what to do and the sort of leadership. And they moved into the bunker, which you can view today as the Churchill Bunker in London. (coughs) Sorry, not. Oh, you're not supposed to die on camera, are you? Not on camera, on podcast. So anyway, um, so it sort of goes through this. And the the mistake I thought sort of had with the perception of Churchill is he sort of went in and he just became a legend nine But obviously that's not what happens because Chamberlain imposes his um, candidate to enter as the Prime Minister during the Crown Coalition to be Halifax. And he's... Is, Chamberlain, also another mis- misconception was just Chamberlain was weak prime minister figure who you know led in churchill i mean sorry led hitler to just sort of take over a lot of europe um unchallenged in this sort of weak appeasement but obviously post chamberlain there's halifax um who during the war when it happens um still wants oh not along uh, roughly along the lines of appeasement but what he wants is sort of to get out and to form a solidified peace with Germany. Uh, because that by that point, when they do declare war, uh, France is falling, and France does fall indeed. Um, and we'll get on to that, because then he gives his famous speech. And so Churchill... Uh, well, you may be thinking Chamberlain's defeat about it. But no, Churchill sort of... In the way he became very pragmatic, he became very bullish, very um, um, hard-headed when it came to compromising as well. And so that, that gives him the challenge he kind of gets when he goes into the, to, to office and it mostly comes from Halifax as well. But as a famous Churchill quote does go, I surround myself with any, you know, oh no it's not a quote. Okay. Well, maybe it's the, maybe it's the idea that Churchill surrounds himself with his enemies. Um, <clears throat> so that keeps him safe. And so, um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's that opposition. He, he largely gets throughout the film, which I didn't know about too much. Um, but he pulls through and, you know, it's this idea that his, I think his wife gives early on in the film, go to the people, and he sort of has this connection to the king, which is not entirely smooth, as if you've ever seen the king's speech, that movie, he sort of has, where, well, I mean, he only shows up, like, well, I, <laughs> 30 seconds throughout the whole film, and sort of says, good, good job, your majesty, um, and it goes in more into that, and actually... His Majesty to enforce this idea, Churchill didn't run smoothly, and the only thing that was up to him was the the war, uh, without any opposition, it was that His Majesty des- devastatingly rather preferred. How I'm not sure how accurate this is, but um, I think it's fairly accurate. The film uh, with some uh, skewy facts. Um and um, he yeah. So the King at the time backed Halifax, who was was uh, a vehemently against. Churchill's um premiership in time and what he had to plan with a full-on scale war against Hitler. Um <clears throat> and he sort of pulled these things out of the hat, doesn't he? Uh the Italy compromise, so um through Mussolini, the mediator between Hitler and Churchill, he'd arrange a peace agreement. Um but Churchill sort of really just denounced this. Um but just like how it was, like the game was set against him with the king backing Halifax over him in the first place, um, he starts losing it as the Fran- Germany rapidly pushes into France. Um, but then he lifts himself up with the Dunkirk evacuation. But still, he has to go to the commons the next day and sort of propose the entire, you know, the national spirit to be uplifted. And I found that interesting because obviously with um, with your plans not going ahead, even though you have the vision for it, um, and he goes to FDR as well, the American president at the time, and he doesn't back him um it it really gives the idea that he pulls through the end that it enforces that message we shall never surrender um as his per you see his personal battle which is quite um unique to the film i'm sure i haven't seen any other churchill films to be honest um but you see him really pulling through um and i quite like that throughout the film um and i think that that's what made it interesting for me. That that sort of, as I said, relatability and that personal connection you feel with him, that makes that wartime message even more stronger, you know, throughout what people's doubts may have against you. It becomes something of a personal um, message. Um, and so he goes to the people. He sort of goes on the. Um, this is what I mean about historical accuracy as being a bit skewy. I think it's just more of a metaphor. They went on the underground and sort of talked to the people. He was like, um, you know, he was taking down names, and he was sort of like, well, th- this person, this person, this, this that. and before the main thing, I think it was in like the House of Commons corridors and he was addressing his party or government or whatever. Well he's just his his party said it was government most definitely and sort of said, um well you know, these the Swat stick of is off the Parliament. Would you like that? No, no, they cried back. And that goes from the conference to then go forward to the House of Commons, and also says these are the testaments given by the people. Um, would you let? Them, you know, it's almost saying, would you let these people down? And they say no, and so he's charged. He goes into the House of Commons and convinces, and you know the whole. He gets a thunderous round of applause um, of here, here, sorry, because I can't applaud. I think I'm not sure. Maybe it might have been exceptional at one time. They were during a, they were at a war. I'm not sure if they still had rules in Parliament uh, basing around that um sort of thing but he gets a rupturous amount of um you know uh, cheers and applause um and the the film wraps up on that um so yeah it was a it was a pleasant film um i do not judge on historical accuracies you haven't seen me and the the king really talk about that too much other than um for centuries on there's been a myth about how this actual story of king henry v went down the crown um and I think it fairly is historically accurate, and it brings into new light, and as I said, it enforces that message of we shall never surrender. And that sort of British spirit that Churchill brings along um, in the face of adversity. There's also that personal connection you may have with people doubting you through life. Um, and when the odds are stacked against you, as an aging old man especially, who almost looks like, well, why has he been elected when, you know, you have Halifax mind with a more realistic deal a more realistic you know compromise freshly baked out of the oven only for um you to share it with Mussolini so that you can have peace with Hitler um and yet you know just Churchill pulls through and um it re- really did a great job of showing um his spirit through that film and I think it was quite a thing tribute uh yeah really just a neat film um nothing too spectacular but it, I think it's just a very nice shortened sweet sort of movie yeah uh so that was the darkest hour um as a side note i guess i should just say like many other videos and whatever i may be doing uh maybe doing uh that might be um i don't know metaphors between the war and what's going on right now with coronavirus you know to whatever troubles you're going through i know that everyone across this whole nation and this entire earth indeed um aren't to go out to all and I hope you just keep on going, uh, to strengthen yourselves and other people around you. If you're a carer or whatever, um, and you know that famous quote by Churchill, never will go out of my mind. And um, it's uh, we we shall never we shall never surrender. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>